Welcome back to the podcast. It's the Selkie Vision, episode eight. I'm here with uh, Dylan. That's where you say your name. My name is Dylan Selkie. I'm here with Dylan Selkie, and my name is Alex Evans, and we're back, episode eight of the Selkie Vision. Today for you, we got top 15 running backs in the league thus far. Uh, on this list, we are excluding guys that have been injured basically all season. Uh, Rip J.K. Dobbins. A.K.A. J.K. Dobbins. And guys that have been injured most of the season, like a guy that would be contention for this is like a guy like Raheem Mostert. Uh, we also didn't include him because he basically has not played this year other than maybe like three snaps. I'm going to be honest. don't think we would have included him anyways. I, I, I like him over our number 15 guy, but that's just my opinion. I, I don't. But it's uh, close. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, no, I let Alex do the intro this time, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I just thought, you know, coming back, fall break, took a little break. I wish we could have been recording over fall break, but obviously we don't have access to the school whenever we want. So, but we're going to get right into it. We're going to go to number 15, and that is, can we get a drum roll, Alex, to start it off? Joe Mixon. Woo! Joe Mixon is our 15th guy on this list, and the reasons why... Okay, and just so you guys kind of know, um, Alex is going to give most of the rundown about the statistics and all that. And I'm going to give the rundown of, you know, when you watch the film and just him as a running back. So, for me, Joe Mixon, you know, he's a very complete running back. He can do it all. He's good at anything. He's a good pass blocker, which a lot of people overlook in running backs, like when ranking them. Uh, Zeke's a guy who's really good at run blocking. But... At the end of the day, you know, you can't take away his stats. He's got big, good numbers, you know. I mean, it's gross. It looks gross on paper, but 480 yards, it's 480 yards, whether it's Eddie Lacy eating a cheeseburger or Usain Bolt running for the Olympics. Either way, it's 480 yards. You can't take that away from him. He's doing a solid job. So that's Joe Mixon. That's my rundown. I'll give the counting stats here. He has 111 temps on the year for 480 rushing yards. 13 receptions for 90 yards receiving and four touchdowns. To be frank about Mixon, he hasn't been terribly uh, terribly successful at anything he's done this year. Uh, He's been averaged at best at everything he's done. However, his ability to stay on the field is commendable while being a workhorse back for that Bungles team. And, you know, this Bungles team has had pretty good success this year, and a lot of that is contributed to him being able to be on the field, which is not a quality a lot of running backs have, and that can't be taken away from him. But other than that, I don't really have much more to say about Mixon. He's not one of my favorite running backs in the league, but he does get the job done due to his durability. Mixon, he always feels like someone who always gets injured. Like, does, do you get that feeling? Like, he just feels like he's always injured, but he's not actually. This year he's been healthy, but other years he's notoriously been getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's stayed on the field so far, which I guess, as you said, you know, that's commendable. As long as he's on the field, you know, you've got to be on the football field if you want to be a good football player. So we're going to move right on to number 14, and this one's heavily inspired by Alex because I wasn't ready to pull the trigger this much, but I still put him over number 15. I had the choice to put him 15 or 14, and I I went ahead and put him 14. You know, the stats don't lie. He's done a good job, and that is the man, the myth, the legend come out of, came out of nowhere Cordero Patterson Woo! came from being a special teams star to play and playing like a couple runs for Chicago and a couple routes. That's it. He was kind of just meh. I mean, it was nothing. And now he's came out and he's been the biggest surprise so far this season. 100%. I don't really think there's anybody you can argue that's more of a surprise than Cordero Patterson. I don't really know. I mean, good job by Arthur Smith. It's the only guy he's used well on his whole entire football team. So, I mean... 
props to him. I guess he just went in the season. He was like, okay, so we're going to pat Cordero Patterson's stats, make him actually look like a good football player, and we're just going to forget about everybody else or our star receiver, Calvin Ridley, and literally everybody else. They, they just forgot about them all. But you know what? He can line up anywhere as he's played both receiver and running back throughout his career. And, you know, he surprisingly surprisingly ran the ball really well, and his vision is surprisingly good, which is something I was watching film on. And, you know, I like his vision a lot. Um, but that, you know, he's came out of nowhere, and he's still somebody that I'm still, like, skeptical, skeptical putting on here, but you can't take it away from him, the stats, and Alex is going to run down those stats for you guys. I simply love Cordero Patterson as a player. <laughs> I have loved him ever since about Madden 25 when I was returning kicks with them. And then when in 2015, when he was lining up an eye for me and he'd catch those pitch, uh, or he'd get pitches sent thrown to him. I do want to say that Alex loves Kalen Balaj too. So when he says he loves a player, don't don't overreact to that. But Cor- I mean, yeah, he's on the list for a reason. I liked Kalen Balaj because he put up one of the worst seasons in NFL history while running extremely hard. But Cordell <laughs> Patterson, I like him just because of his straight up talent. So on the season, Cordero Patterson has 41 attempts for 173 yards rushing, 25 receptions for 295 yards receiving, and five touchdowns. He is first in the league for running backs for receiving yards while only playing 40.6% of the snaps for his team this year. That's, or He's also first in receiving while running the 23rd most routes for a running back. He's second in yards per reception and yards, run per, yards per route run. He's first in yards per touch for all running backs, fifth in created for yards per touch. Lastly, as a pure running back, which he's never notoriously been, but as a pure running back, he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry when there's eight or more defenders in the box. He has simply been playing like he's unconscious this year. I mean, he's a new Cordero Patterson. We've never seen a physical runner, but a guy can still catch the ball. And if he plays like this all season, he will be in the top six seven or eight of of this list at the end of the season that, that's pretty high up i don't know why you didn't read the last sentence on here oh i already, I already said that oh, how he's my how did he's like it? living okay. my madden 25 dreams yeah, yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't even i yeah, i didn't hear you i just i typically just zone out when alex is talking because okay. he just sounds <laughs> all right moving on to number 13 you know cordero patterson maybe a surprising one for you guys to see there but i mean you can't lie the stats are i mean they look good they, 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 he looks phenomenal they look on paper. Good. They look real good. Real good on paper. I mean, so the, the so far the definition has been ugly on paper, amazing on paper. That's pretty much been it. But we're going to move on to number 13 who, I mean, he's just all right on paper. But in real life, I like him a lot. Antonio Gibson, he's a very, very versatile back. You know, he's an incredible dual threat back. And he used to be a receiver in college. So, I mean, he's obviously going to be naturally a great receiving back. And, you know, he doesn't play around when he's running the ball and try to make guys miss, like someone like Saquon Barkley. He's very quick to react, and he doesn't hesitate on runs, which I I love. You know, you've got to be very decisive on your running. And he's very quick and shifty, so he gets hits the hole really quickly. And putting that together with the decisiveness, you know, he can get four or five yards just so fast. Like, he can be five yards down the field before you even think he got the ball handed out. The only knock on him, though, is that he's not a good goal line back. He's just not big enough. And, I mean, Washington, they don't use him around the goal line anyways. So, he's not a good goal line back. But other than that, I mean, he's a great talent and, I mean, a great pick there in the third round a couple years back for Washington, which I thought, like you know, when you first looked at it, it was like, 
okay, this could work out, but maybe not. But you know, he's really impressed, and he's done a good job. But I don't think they use him as well as they could. Uh, on the season, Antonio Gibson has 89 attempts for 370 or 357 yards rushing and uh, 12 receptions for 119 yards receiving with four touchdowns. I mean, he's criminally underrated and underutilized in the past game. As Dylan said, he was a former wide receiver at the University of Memphis. He averages an elite 9.9 yards per reception, which may or may not be uh, juiced a little bit from a 73-yard touchdown, and I believe in about week two or three. But, you know, if you take away the good things a player does, he doesn't do anything. Uh, so that's seventh in the league, that yards per reception. Uh, with the ball in his hands, he's fifth in evaded tackles and eighth in juke rate, while having the lower body health comparable to my dad after he's gotten his knee surgery plate <laughs> or knee replacement surgeries. Oh. I mean, this man is not healthy. He has a stress fracture in his shin, and he's battling through it all season, and he still looks as good as he does. It is simply impressive. We can't put him any higher, though, because he simply just can't stay in the game for long periods of time, and his snap count is always below 60%, so he doesn't have elite counting stats, and he doesn't play all the time. So we can't put him any higher than 13. That, that, I found that pretty funny. Why, why are you hating on your dad like that? I'm man? not hating on my dad. I'm why? hating on Antonio Gibson's ability to like have lower body health. While dissing your dad, man. Oh, Hey, there's nothing wrong with my dad having knee surgeries at the age of 50, but Antonio Gibson's 24. <laughs> I mean, that's true, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. I, we're going to move on to number 12. I'm not going to dibble-dabble around, hopefully, you know, speed this up. Because, yeah, that's something I do. I don't do very good. Uh, I need to digress quicker. I just kind of ramble on. I'm kind of doing it right now. So we're going to move on. Number 12, James Robinson. And, I mean, this is a guy, me and Alex, we both love him. Um, he went from undrafted to a, undrafted, excuse me, to a top 15 running back. I mean, he just looks like an incredible football player, and he is one. And, you know, the Jags, they just don't use him right. They're starting to use him a little more, which I'm glad to see, but they don't use him enough. I, I I don't know what it is about Urban Meyer loving Carlos Hyde so much. I I know it's like the Ohio State uh, connection, but still, I wish they would use James Robinson just as that soul back because they should. He's got fantastic fi- fi- vision. He always falls forward. He can catch the football really well, and he's a true do-it-all back that the Jags just don't use enough. Uh, on the season, James Robinson has 84 attempts for 100 or 460 yards rushing and 17 receptions for a 116 yards receiving and five touchdowns. He's a true workhorse back for Jacksonville now that Carlos Hyde's managered and Travis Etienne is out for the season. Uh, and even with that workhorse workload he gets, he still runs for 5.5 yards per carry, which is six best or uh, 5.5 yards per carry, and also six best in the league in evaded tackles. Uh, my comparison for him, he's a Walmart version of Nick Chubb with his balance and power. I mean, he he's just slightly worse at everything Nick Chubb does. And if you are slightly worse at everything Nick Chubb does, you are still a fine NFL player and a guy that deserves to get more talked about if he didn't play in Duval. I'm excited for this next one. Number 11, and I mean, I bet a lot of people think he should be higher, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. Saquon Barkley at number 11. He's out of the top 10, and I mean, he just keeps getting lower and lower, to be honest. Uh, the more he gets banged up and injured, he's always injured. But for me, it's more, it's less about the injuries and more about everything I'm about to say. 
Saquon, man, he frustrates me so much when I watch him. He can be the best running back in the league, right up there with Derrick Henry, or he can be a bottom-tier running back. It really just depends, and it goes play-by-play. Play. One play, he's amazing, and one play, he's an idiot. I, it goes back and forth. He's so physically gifted. It's ridiculous. He's a strong back, one of the most elusive backs in the league, but he plays, like as Jameis Winston would say, like Batman all the time when he just needs to be Robin. Saquon has the talent to turn any normal outside run into a 30-yard gain, but he tries to turn every run into a 30-yard gain, and it hurts him more than it helps him. Instead of just hitting the hole, the wide-open hole, Saquon will cut back, try to make three defenders miss, and end up losing two yards instead of gaining an easy four yards. On top of that, Saquon is always injured, which all of that combined, he really goes down the list, but he's still on here at a number at a number number 11, excuse me, because, I mean, he's just got so much physically gifted talent and you can't knock that away from him, and he does still break away, those get those breakaway runs quite often, even though he sacrifices a lot of other plays to get those runs. Saquon Barkley, I'm also not the biggest fan of him. Uh, this season, since this is what exactly what we're talking about, is the 2021-2022 NFL season, he's just looked hobbled every time he's carried the ball. He lacks the explosion he had earlier in his career. But when he is healthy, he is an amazing running back. So on the season, he has 54 attempts for 195 rushing yards and 14 receptions for 130 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He's the best pure athlete in the NFL. Uh, my compar- uh, comparison for him is me. Uh, I'm an extremely amazing <laughs> athlete, just like uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, my quads look exactly like his when you add a little Photoshop. Uh, so... That's his comparison. I would say a little bit more than a little bit of Photoshop. Okay, a lot of Photoshop. But we're going to have to get some like Kylie Jenner to help you out do this oh, because <laughs> <laughs> like you're not you're not getting that Photoshopped well enough. No, no way. Okay. Well, anyways, he's uh, seventh best in the league in juke rate, fourth in yards created per touch, all while having the 63rd ranked off- offensive line play. So every time he gets the ball out of all qualifying running backs, he gets the 63rd best offensive line play his offensive alignment just do not block well when he gets the ball uh that's a common theme you'll see with some of the other running backs on this list that have a lot of talent but just don't have offensive alignment that help them very much but saquon barkley uh number 11 on the list but if he gets healthy and returns to the saquon we saw from years one and two from him in his career he'll be a lot higher on this list and I want to say this now if you guys didn't already realize because we didn't bring it up earlier. This is obviously me and Alex's consensus consensus top 15. We work together to um, – obviously, we we would have – like, obviously, we're not going to both have the exact same top 15. So there's a couple things that might be changed up. But this is uh, bringing both our minds together and our top five, top 15 together. So with that being said, moving on to the top 10 Coming up, we were originally going to do a top 10 running backs and top 10 quarterbacks this episode, but we ended up because there was just too many guys on the running back list that like we didn't want to leave out, like like James Robinson, Gibson, Saquon, and obviously Alex didn't want to leave Cordell out. Cordell Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, uh, we, we would have been fine leaving out Joe Mixon, but all those other guys who wanted on the list, so we should have just did top 14. But, didn't leave out Mixon. <laughs> yeah, so we just ended up doing top 15 running backs because we wanted to be able to go in-depth on every guy uh, as we're doing right now. But number 10, that being said, Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones, you know, I think last year and maybe the year before that, he might be even a little higher than this, but he's at number 10 right now. There's a lot of good running backs in the league. But the reason that we put him at number 10, for me, I, he's got great acceleration. He reads the holes really well. 
And, you know, he's got a great – he's a great dual threat running back. He can catch the football really well, and he's great at creating breakaway runs. But he he's just like Saquon Barkley, obviously not as explosive and as physically gifted as Saquon, but he breaks – he gets breakaway runs all the time just as Saquon Barkley does, but he doesn't sacrifice – Four yard a four yard gain and loses two yards because he's trying to get that breakaway run. He takes it when it's there and he just reads the holes really well and he does a really good job of just getting every single yard possible that he can. Aaron Jones, I like Aaron Jones. Don't get me wrong. I look at him a little bit more of a system running back. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think he benefits a lot from the quarterback he plays with and the offensive line he plays with. Now in other systems like uh, say he was in Detroit, he'd still be good. But in in Green Bay, it really benefits a lot him a lot. His stats on the season, he has 83 rushing attempts for 385 rushing yards, 21 receptions for 166 receiving yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, he's an elite pass catching back. He catches 91.6 or 91.3% of his targets, which is fifth in the league. And he also adds a lot of versatility for this Green Bay unit when he lines up in the slot, which he does three times a game. Uh, his ability to run in between the tackles, but also line up to go catch the ball, I mean, you can't put a value on that because it creates so much dynamic things this offense can do with him and A.J. Dillon. Uh, It opens up this offense for Aaron Rodgers even more. At the end of the day, you can't judge somebody based off of being a system running back because, I mean, they're in the system that's good for them. So you have to judge them off how they're playing because, you know, you can skepticize that, oh, hey, he goes to Detroit, he's going to suck or just not be as good. Whoa, uh, but, why, do you, why do you think Detroit, Detroit, he could do way better, man? What do you mean? You literally just said Detroit. I'm I said that he could have been better at Detroit, though. No, you, you did not <laughs> Okay, say that's that. not what you I was implying. You, but. Did, you, didn't, you didn't imply it. You didn't say it. You didn't, none of that. Okay, but you, you know, you really, at the end of the day, you know, you're like, okay, well, this guy's just a system guy, but you still have to judge him off what he's doing. And Aaron Jones, he's doing a great job there in Green Bay. But moving on to number nine. Ezekiel Elliott and you know some of you guys might think he should be lower some of you guys might think he should be higher we have him at number nine he's very a guy that some people they still see him at 2016 level and he's getting back to that 2016 level but some of them still see him as like last year's level in the like yeah so <laughs> I, I don't really know what I was trying to say there I don't know why I said it and um but here's what I see in Zeke you know like I said, he's finally starting to look like his 2016 self again, which is obviously very good for Cowboys fans, and that whole team is playing very well right now. The defense is starting to look good. Trayvon Diggs is, I think he's a little overrated. He's still playing really good football. He's, I mean, he's allowing. I, I just, I love it how people just look like, oh, he's at seven interceptions. Oh, he's so good. Uh, but no, I mean, three of them is just, he got lucky. Both pick sixes are completely lucky. It bounced off a, a receiver because they just can't, they just don't have hands. And then he gets a pick six. Yeah, cool. Nice. Okay, pat your stats. And then he burned next play after that pick six, and then it's New England. Completely burned, gives up a touchdown. He's a good cornerback. He's not as great as everyone's saying he is. He could get there, but he plays like Marcus Peters. You know, it's a it's a play style, and I'll always say it. I, we're doing a running back list, and I'm talking about a cornerback. Well, I'm going to go back to Zeke. Go back to Zeke. I just You can tell that I don't like the Cowboys because I just love dissing the Cowboys because uh, everyone just overreacts to every player on that team every time someone does good. But back to Zeke. Here's like He always falls forward, and he hasn't fumbled once this season, which has been an issue for him in the past, so that's good to see. And, you know, the more runs Zeke gets, the Cowgirls win more. That's just how it is. The more runs he gets, the more Cowgirls wins. 
whether that's due to the run game opening up the pass game or Zeke just being good. I'd say it's a mix of both, but either way, good job on Zeke for that. And he's the best pass blocker in the league. He's pretty much an offensive lineman in the backfield when he's not have when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Uh, on the season, Ezekiel Elliott, 102 attempts for 521 yards, along with 16 receptions for 105 receiving yards, and has six touchdowns on the year. Uh, like Dylan said before, an elite pass blogger. He really creates, you know, even a fraction of a second more time for Dak Prescott to find guys like CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, uh, Blake Jarwin, and Amari Cooper down the I, I field. I like how you said uh, Dalton Schultz before Amari Cooper. That's just funny to me. I mean, Amari Cooper just kind of disappears sometimes. So Dalton Schultz no, has he, played he, really some, well. Yeah, but sometimes he gets 14 catches for 150 yards. And, I mean, moving on. Talk about a guy that gets great game scripted the ball sometimes. It's crazy how many times he gets the ball. Uh, also, in the uh, on the season, Ezekiel Elliott is sixth in yards created for per run and uh, dominates seven-man boxes while because he averages 5.7 yards per carry on them. I mean, talk about a bruising running back. That creates out of nothing, creates something out of nothing. Now, the only uh, knock I have against Zeke is he's not as uh, explosive as he was in his younger days. Uh, you know, he doesn't have many breakaway runs. I mean, he has a few runs over 15 yards. He has one yard, uh, long run against the Panthers this year for about 40 yards. But other than that, Zeke's not going to be busting many 60 yard runs or even 30 yard runs for that matter. So that's the only knock I have on him is his athleticism at this point. Yeah, he's a guy that. You know, I was down on for a couple years there because he started playing a little worse, but he's getting back to it. And you know what? He's a cowgirl, but props on him for getting back to his old self and playing some good football. But moving on, number eight. And this guy I know living in Indianapolis, people love this guy, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. And this is a guy I ch- I've fully flipped my like mind on him throughout this season. Last season, People were overrating him out of, I mean, he was so overrated in my opinion, and I still stick with that. I think people jumped the gun, but he has shown that he deserves that hype now this season because he's played incredible so far this season. And why I love him so much, as Alex loves to say about guys, he runs so hard. He, He always is just furious with the ball, and I like that fight in him. He's always running very hard. He plows through defenders. He's a really good power back, and he can really do it all. He's got quick feet. Quick feet. He breaks tackles like Logan Paul used to break plates. (laughs) His field vision has improved drastically since he came in the league, and overall, I mean, he's just improving a lot since he's gotten the league, and he's done a really good job, and I think he can... He's also, like, a pretty good pass catcher, too, but he doesn't get very many because Naheem Hines, obviously, is a very good pass catcher. Let me give you some stats here, Dylan, on Jonathan, your boy, Jonathan Taylor. 87 carries for 472 rushing yards, 15 receptions for 210 receiving yards, and five touchdowns. This man is blazing fast. He runs a 4.3940 yard dash, which is this 98th percentile. He's also fifth in the league in yards over, or in runs over 15 yards, which shows his true explosion. He also leads the league in both yards created and yards created per, per touch. What top five are you smoking, Kendrick? Because my top five is JT, 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 and JT. JT is that guy, Dylan. And you will see that because JT is my guy and he is that guy. And he will forever be that guy until about three more years. And then he'll fall off the cliff probably. But for right now, he is that guy. 
Here you go, Dylan. That's, wow. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm very passionate about that, by the way. Yeah, no. He, I mean, in, in, on our uh, prep sheets, he literally wrote that all caps like he was. He knew he was going to do that. I knew I was going to yell it. It, it. it was scripted. That, that was in the game script. But, yeah, we both we both like Jonathan Taylor a lot. But moving on to number seven, Austin Eckler. You know, Austin Eckler, he's only 5'10", which actually helps him with how the Chargers use him. His balance is downright incredible, which makes him so hard to tackle because you have to wrap him up and drag him down. And you can't just try to trip him up like you can some other guys because Austin Eckler, he will stay on his feet no matter no matter what. You have to fully drag him down. He's got very good vision, very good acceleration, and he doesn't ever drop the football. He is the best screen back in the league, in my opinion, right next to Alvin Kamara. This guy is an incredible football player, and he deserves the contract he got, I believe, was it one or two years? I think it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago he got, it was like four-year, $26 million. And at the time, at the time, it looked like um, an overpay, but man, he's really, he's, I mean, he's worth more than that much. Like, he's done a great job, and as he is on number seven on our list, we both love this guy, and I love him in fantasy because I got him, and my God, he's incredible. RB2 in fantasy, in my opinion, for the rest of the season. He's so good. <sighs> On the season, Austin Eckler is 70, uh, 73 carries for 356 yards, along with 27 receptions for 242 yards and seven touchdowns. He's a dual-threat running back that can both catch the ball and run it efficiently. He's 17th in the league in carries. And still third in the league in receptions for running backs. He creates 3.84 yards per touch, which is eighth in the NFL. And if he continues to play like this this season, he can be over some guys that are a lot higher. Maybe guys like, actually, you know, I won't spoil the rest of this list, but he can be higher. His stats this year have been simply incredible. Reminiscent uh, of Christian McCaffrey two years ago in 2019. A guy that can really catch the ball and run the ball really well. If only he was a little bigger, he could be a little more dominant in the running game. But still, his versatility makes him an elite running back in the league. And, you know, this is one of those rare moments where I actually like him being shorter, you know. Because it's just like Octavian. Uh, obviously, he goes to Franklin Central here for uh, students of Franklin Central as we go here. He's, I believe, also 5'10". Being that short... It really helps your balance out, and we see it watching Octavian on Friday nights, and we see it with Austin Eckler on Sunday or Sunday Sundays. He, I, I kind, I really like him. I mean, his balance is so incredible. If you added some, I mean, maybe add some weight on him or whatever. I don't know. The Chargers they use him perfectly. You can't use him better, and he fits that system incredibly. He's a great running back. But moving on to number six. I bet this is going to surprise people, we having him this high. But, I I mean, we both love this guy. We love him. And yes, sir. Man, this guy. This, this is, a, I mean, he's a guy. He's a guy. Now, here's a guy. Let me he's let me get my inner Chris uh, Collins. Know, here's ahead, a guy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, I'm going to list out why I love him so much before I say his name. Maybe you guys can think of him. I want, But, I mean, obviously... Yeah. Okay. Just, just think about this. I, I mainly I want to see if Mr. Evans gets this okay. to see if he gets who this is because I doubt anybody else comes up and asks this. I, I honestly, there's not probably very many other people even listening this far into a episode. But if you guys are, let me know and let me know who you guessed because that would be. I mean, that'd be that'd be great. Make my day. But 
reason I love this guy, you know, his vision is impeccable. His ability to, re to read blocks is just next to none. He's so good at that. He should be a cab driver in New York because he reads through traffic like a nerd reading Harry Potter. It's incredible. He's not the fastest guy, but his break he's not the fastest guy and his breakaway speed isn't great. He only ran a 4640, so that's the only knock that I have on him. But man, this guy I love him so much. His, I, it's just when he can, when you can read blocks as well as this guy can. And I mean, cab drivers in New York, have you seen them read traffic? Man, they're crazy. They're crazy. I love this guy so much. This guy also has incredible balance and breaks a lot of tackles. On the year, his counting stats are 69. Nice. Uh, 69 <laughs> carries for 306 yards, along with six receptions for 49 yards and three touchdowns. When he's on the field, he accounts for 41.3% of his team's offense, which is second in the league. He's a true workhorse back that accounts for 72.9% of his team touches when his team's touches when he plays in games. And the guy we're talking about, Dylan? Wait. I'm giving Mr. Evans a second to think. Five, four, three, two, one. Is your answer locked in? You got to tell me, too, by the way, when he listens to this. If no, he I will. All right, no, but anyways, the running back is David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. The Chicago. Bears. I mean, this guy is simply a great running back and doesn't get the coverage he deserves because he plays on a crappy team with a battle line, battle line, and a suspect quarterback so far in his career. <laughs> Not a lot of things going right for him, and he's injured right now. So we'll see when he comes back. But when this man is on the field, he is an elite, elite, elite running back. We love David Montgomery. You like that? That was, uh, that was, was terrible, nice. but was we do nice. like David Montgomery. I, I hit the key well, I thought. <laughs> Harmonizing with yourself. Harmon yeah, I was. Okay, moving on to the top five. Uh, with number five, we have Dalvin Cook to lead off this top five. These elite backs, all of these guys are elite. And any team that was lucky enough to have these guys, I mean, that team's a good football team. Okay, well, not all of them. The, they really help out their football teams, I will say. And this guy, I mean, his football team's not great. Dalvin Cook. The Vikings, you know, the Vikings, they're meh. They're meh. I mean, they're not good. Uh, but Dalvin Cook. I mean, this guy, this guy's a guy. I mean, he's a guy. He's a great running back, man. Incredible cutting ability. He can stop on a dime. It is just, it's so fun to watch him because, like, with, Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. I don't even know how to put it into words. <laughs> when he just stops and just cuts and jukes out some dude, I mean, it's great. It's great to watch. He's got flawless field field vision. He just sees everything. He can see a guy coming behind him. He sees everything. He's fast, and he's got great hands, and he's a pure do-it-all back. I love Dalvin Cook, and, I mean, he's just a dominant figure and a great running back in the NFL. I disagree with your take on the Vikings. I do think they're a better ball club than you think. Uh, they're 3-3 three three right now. I still expect them to not win their division, but easily get second and make the playoffs. On the season, down the Bears. The Bears. If you guys didn't listen to, uh, what I, was it uh, episode four, I think, of N NFC, uh, break, uh, NFC predictions. I got the Bears making the playoffs, and I'm riding high on that. Let's go, the Bears. Come on. <laughs> Never say that again. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, Dalvin Cook, 80 carries for 366 yards, 12 receptions for 73 yards, and two touchdowns. 
has only played in four games so far this season and is week seven's upcoming, and he's still 11th in the league with 30 tackles evaded. He also boasts a big run rate of 7.5, which is eighth in the league. It really shows how well he fits in the scheme, the zone reads, or not zone read, uh, the zone run scheme that uh, Zimmerman has, or Zimmer has at, uh, at Minnesota. I mean, he's able to break these runs on these stretches, and once he gets going, this man is quick. And also, in between the tackles, he breaks a lot of tackles, which makes him a certified tackle breaker. Yeah, an all-around great running back to start off the top five. And with number four, we have Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, man, this guy is a great football player. And with Jameis Winston coming in, he's not used as much, which is kind of unfortunate because, I mean, stop making Jameis be Batman. He said it himself. Can be Robin. Alvin Kamara can be Batman. This guy's an incredible football player. He's just like McCaffrey. He's listed or he's listed so high because of his ability in the receiving game. He's a better pure running back than McCaffrey, in my opinion. Not quite as good in the receiving game. He runs more just flat routes and screen routes and stuff like that. McCaffrey will run actual routes like he's a, like a top twenty receiver. I mean, he's a great uh, receiving back as well. And <coughs> Most, I mean, most of, as I said, most of Kamara's work game work is in the, uh, excuse me, in the flats in his receiving game, and I mean he's almost impossible to tackle one on one from the flats where where he gets most of his receptions, and I really think that's where he gets his money from the flats. That's where he's that's why he's ranked so high in my opinion, and he's also just a pure great running back in general as well. But he's so good in the flats, and he's just if he's there, you know. Obviously, the Saints don't have great wide receivers right now. Michael Thomas is out, and he's, I mean, he's a big question mark. I don't even know what we're going to get when he comes back. I'm excited to see it, but they don't have really any other guy that's a wide receiver one or maybe even a wide receiver two. They're struggling a wide receiver, and Alvin Kamara can really help there when you just got to dump it off, and he makes a guy miss, another guy miss, breaks a tackle. I mean, he's a beast, and that's why he's number four on our list. Alvin Kamara has 94 carries on the season for 368 rushing yards, along with 15 receptions for 113 rushing yards and four touchdowns. While his receiving has dropped to the new scheme with Jameis Winston <coughs> under the helm, he's picked up with rushing volume. He's 13th in the league with total yards created. But, man, my only gripe with Alvin Kamara is, Lord, is he so, 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 so slow. He runs a 4-5, but when he is on the field, it looks like he runs a 4-7. This man does not break away from anyone. He, he's, just, he just likes having more opportunities to break tackles. He likes, he's, yeah, he's he likes having more opportunities reel. to break tackles. I mean, he makes guys miss like no other. He's really elusive. But straight line speed, he's not super fast. It's a really a shame that the Saints aren't throwing the ball much this year. With They're averaging somewhere in the ballpark of 25 attempts per game, th- passing attempts. And that that's not going to create an elite receiving back with that little work, even though he is second on his team with target share. I don't know who he's behind uh, for number one, but I know he is second on his team for target share. So uh, with maybe a little more of a uh, check down, happy quarterback, he would be higher on this list. But right now, number four, Alvin Kamara, not too shabby. I believe he's behind Callaway. Cool. Oh, man. Ugh. Like I said, they should use him more, but they don't. And obviously a great running back there at number four. And with number three coming up, Christian McCaffrey, he is at number three on our list. His ability in the receiving game is really what earns him this spot. The Panthers' offense is not the same without him, mainly because of the loss 
uh, in the receiving game. And obviously, I mean, Chuba Hubbard's, I mean, he's all right. He's just whatever. But Christian McCaffrey, he runs routes better than most receivers. He is incredible in the passing game. You'll watch him run this a Texas route like he's, I mean, it's beautiful. He's he, the, His ability to just cut and make that, just make that turn in the route, he, it's so great. And, I mean, he's an incredible receiving back, the best in the league. Right up there with, I'd say, probably Austin Eckler and Alvin Kamara. But I think Christian McCaffrey is the best out of them all. I mean, he's just the best all-around back in the league, doing it all. He's incredible at most everything. And I don't have a lot to say about him other than that. he's He makes his money running routes. And it is fun to watch because he runs like a wide receiver. And then he can run the football like a top, I'd say probably top 20 running back. But he's, I mean, he's obviously not, he's not a, a great runner of the, I mean, he's a great runner of the football. Uh, Chris McCaffrey on the season has 52 <laughs> attempts for 201 yards, has uh, 16 receptions for 163 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey is the tail of a good running back and an elite receiver. On average, he runs for 4.22 yards after first contact per touch, which is important when his offensive line is ranked 62nd in the league when he specifically gets the ball. He's a victim of context, however, as he on average faces 7.1 defenders in the box per run, which is second most in the league. You know, if you got a guy like him, the best way to utilize him at how good of a running back he is is play-action game, which is something Carolina refuses to utilize. Um, but once they've used a little more play-action, they can get Sam Donald working a little bit more. And then once Sam Donald gets working a little bit more, you know you won't have 7.1 defenders in the box on average for Christian McCaffrey. So it's just to see what the balance ends up being once he's healthy again, once he comes off, off of IR, see what his second half of the season is looking like. You know what I, I would like to see the Panthers do? What the Cowboys cut Robbie Anderson? Man, why you hate on cut Robbie Anderson? He had like four drops last week. He was yeah, terrible. Uh, yeah, no, he's really. I mean, maybe he played, five. He played great last year, but I mean, he's really. I mean, the helm has been transferred to DJ Moore, one hundred percent. But what I would really like to see the Panthers do is kind of run that two running back set that the Cowboys do a lot where they have uh, Chuba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey both on the field, and it would really open up the play-action game, as you said, and then it would also, because you can put Chuba Hubbard in the backfield, you put Christian McCaffrey out like by the tight end or even just out in the slot, and it really opens up you know, motions and play-actions, and I would really like to see them use that well. I think it could be utilized well in Carolina, and, I mean, it's utilized incredible in Dallas. It really has worked out well. So far for them, I would like to see the Panthers do that as well. Obviously, they're probably not going to, but I think it would work really well. To add on to that point, uh, it's been really a disappointing year from uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Uh, Matt Rule expected him to be something he's uh, he's not been, and so it would be really cool to see Christian McCaffrey and plays he's not running the ball take over and take some uh, some snaps at the slot. Yeah, like Aaron Jones does. But moving on to number two, Nicholas Chubb. Man, this guy. I... <laughs> We both, obviously, we both love Nick Chubb. I, oh, man. He's so good. Dude, he's fun to watch. I mean, every single game that he plays is a highlight reel. Most guys' whole entire career highlight reel, Nick Chubb does it every single game. This guy is just an immaculate running back. I mean, he's the best running back in the league besides that one guy who's from another planet that we can't say yet because he's coming up next. But I think you guys could probably guess. It's Khalil Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not Khalil Herbert, no. <laughs> no. That threw me for a loop there. I was not expecting. He played so well last week, though. I, I know. He's number one on our list, like I said. No, yeah, well, duh, of course. <laughs> duh. Uh, but the reason I like Nick Chubb so much, I mean, his change of direction is the best in the league, no doubt about it. I mean, it's so fun to watch. He's a big guy, too. And he can change his body, move his body, and just change that direction so fast. It's incredible. He's like Saquon Barkley in the fact that he has the ability to produce breakaway runs like out of nothing, but he doesn't take two yard losses when he should be getting four or five just to try to break away. He always falls forward, which is something we see a lot of really, really good power backs do. You always fall forward. You get an extra one or two yards. That always is good to have in your game. His field vision is one of the best in the league. And on every run, he will give you the most yards possible. Nick Chubb almost never loses yards and almost never makes mistakes. This guy is just a pure, just incredible running back, and mostly because of his change of direction is so in, just immaculate. And with his field vision on top of that, it just works to a T. With I mean, and also he's got a good off, offensive line helping him out there in the front as well. Man, it is just it's beautiful to watch. On the season, Nicholas Chubb has ninety carries for five hundred and. 23 yards, which is second in the league, along with four touchdowns and negligible receiving work. As a true power back and running back, uh, he breaks runs 15-plus yards, 5.6% of his carries, and he has an insane 5.8 yards per carry. Like Dylan says, he falls forward. You know, he makes the most of what he has, and it's rare to see the combination of size and balance that Nick Chubb has along with the speed he has. I mean, he's truly an elite running back. I would have loved to see a guy like him playing, you know, the 80s, the 70s. He'd been, you know, very comparable. My comparison to him is Earl Campbell, the way he keeps his knees driving and keeps running forward, but also having the speed to break tackles and run away from tacklers. I mean, that's a perfect comparison for him, in my opinion. But, I mean, he's just a great running back. And as we put him at number two, obviously, we believe he's incredible. But moving on to number one, obviously, it's Khalil Herbert. And the reason I love Khalil Hart, okay. Yeah, he had a great game last week uh, against the, who they uh, play? Yeah. The Lions? No. Uh, the, uh, I just know they the probably Packers, lost. Packers. Oh, yeah. He actually he had 97 yards against Packer on 17 carries. Pretty good week. Good, pretty good week. Uh, but, he's two for two with targets with 32 yards. What an elite game. I know that. That's why we have him number one. He played just so incredible against Packers in a loss. In a loss. Uh, yeah. But number one in all seriousness, Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy's incredible. I'm going to go ahead. Actually, no. You know what? Uh, Alex will get into stats in a second. But all I have to say to his six sons, Alex Myers, Josh Norman, Darius Leonard, Grover Stewart, A.J. Boye, and Earl Thomas, man, got a beast of a father. <laughs> no one's messing around with these childs. These sons are... Nope. Mm-mm. They're not getting bullied in school. I can promise you that. Uh, for a more uh, analytical approach to Derrick Henry, he has 162 attempts for 708, uh, 783 rush, rushing yards, along with 16 receptions on the year for 138 receiving yards and 10 total touch, touchdowns. He puts up these amazing stats with eight or more defensive Defensive players in the box, 32.1% of the time, which is second in the NFL. Best yet, he averages 4.6 yards a carry on those runs. Lastly, he's an underrated pass catcher with zero drops on the season. 
And along with that, he averages 1.77 yards per route run. With these stats, and it's not even winter yet, who knows what the beast is going to do when he's unleashed in winter. And you're in winter, man. This guy's insane. The cold has not hit yet. Derrick Henry's about to go crazy in the second half if he avoids injury. As long as he does bad this week, I play him in literally both my fantasy leagues. So have fun. Probably won't, but I'm going to hope that I do. But that's all our list. That's all top 15 running backs that we have. Obviously, you know, some of the guys that I think a lot of you guys would be maybe more controversial on. Uh, Nick Chubb at number two. A lot of people, I'm sure, think Chris McCaffrey go and uh, Dalvin. I mean, I bet a lot of people would put him at number five because they just don't understand the pure beauty of Nick Chubb. Man, what a beautiful beast. Uh, Saquon, I bet a lot of people would have Saquon higher. I guarantee you a lot of people want Cordero Patterson in the top three. I'm sorry, guys. We just, I just we couldn't get him there. That's the truth. Uh, David Montgomery, I know people oh, yeah. don't think David Montgomery. They're I know, heated. They're heated. I know people don't think he should be that high. Watch film, oh, ladies and, and gentlemen. and Saquon should be. Saquon and Mixon are both guys that they're like, they're top 10 running backs. I already said Saquon. Okay, Mixon I just too. didn't want to say Mixon. Cause Mixon <laughs> yeah, it just, feels dirty I, coming out of your mouth. I know. Okay, but moving on to the give us a drum roll, please. We got sucky trivia. And make Alex look dumb trivia. I can't wait. Uh, I'll be going first today and asking Dylan questions. I'm asking really basic and simple questions. We have five questions, and they continuously get harder. Now, today's questions, Dylan, they revolve about the running backs we talked about today. All five questions will be about these guys. (laughs) Are you ready for that? And they're all the same question. Question number one. And I know you're going to fail on these, but I know all of these, so I felt comfortable asking you. Where did Alvin Kamara go to college? Oh, if you guys didn't know, I, I the one he's thing, a fake fan. No, no. Look, the one thing that I'm not like very uh, informed on is where people went to college because I just don't like college football that much. So the only way like I know this stuff is through the draft. And I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't become a like heavy football fan until freshman year in high school. So a lot of these guys. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, wait, who was it again? Alvin Kamara. Tennessee. Okay, there we go. We're one for one. I said, number- all, I said all that, and I got the first one yeah. right. <laughs> uh, number two, David Montgomery. Your man. I mean, he's both our man. Our man. We're in a, th- we're, we're in a throuple. Just answer the question. <laughs> I'm trying to think here, because I, I doubt I get this one right, but um, okay, give me a hint. Uh, He played in the Midwest. Or consider the Midwest, I think. On the Great Plains in that area. Is it like a big school? Yes. Like, these are all, Most of these guys went to big D1 schools. Power five. Man, Three. I, it's, I feel like it's on the tip. What two, does it start with? That's cheating. Okay. okay. David Montgomery went to Iowa State. He was uh, oh, one of the yeah, highest running yeah, back uh, yeah. prospects that year with uh, Devin Singletary out of uh, FAU. Oh, Devin Singletary. Why is Sing- he on our list? <laughs> Okay. Number three, Cordero Patterson. Where did he go to college? I mean, I feel like this is a guy that I shouldn't know. Like, he came out of nowhere. Not not at college. You've heard of this college before. No, I know. No, he came out of nowhere like this year. Like Oh. Like Oh man. Do you even have a And he's been in the league for a a while. Yeah, it's like seven, eight years. I I, no, I I have no idea. He went to the University of Tennessee as well. He was a volunteer. Just like Alvin Kamara. That's so stupid. Name. Uh, now, these last two, I have no confidence in you get these. Where did Aaron Jones go to college? 
It's not a, it's not a power five school. Any any guess? It's it's not Wisconsin, right? It, it's well, Wisconsin's power five. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say it, I, I, before you said that Wisconsin was on my mind. Um, yeah, Wisconsin. It's not Wisconsin. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's out of Wisconsin, but that's his first guy that came up on my mind as soon. I have no idea. He went to UTEP, the University he of did, Texas he? Oh, El Paso. I've seen that before. He came would, from absolutely never, nowhere. Never and the that. hardest one here today. Where did James Robinson go to college? Man, he I mean, he was undrafted, so I never had a chance to see no. him. In the, I didn't have a chance to see him get drafted and see that. You know what? Now that I think about it. Okay, Dylan, I'll give you a hint. This is one of the places this is one of the places recruiting me for track. One of the places that's recruiting you for track. Yes. Okay. D1. I mean, is it the obvious one? No. I didn't think so. They don't have a football team there. Oh, yeah, they don't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think they did. I've never seen. Do you want me to give you the answer? No. Hang on. Give me a chance. Um. Yeah, I mean. You're you're not gonna get it. Do I even know the school? No. Okay. Uh, he went to Illinois State University. Oh my! He was a red hawk. Oh my god! Oh yeah! No, I heard you talking about the. You were talking to like the coach there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there, there you go. I mean, there's that, that there's was, your sucky trivia for today. I didn't do that bad. No, you got one. I, I, more than I. I That's like, more than zero. Look, three of them. There was no chance I was getting. That's fair. So okay, moving on to. Make Alex look dumb trivia. I'm nervous. They're all three the same question, but for three different players. And they are about backup quarterbacks, giving some love to the backup quarterbacks of the NFL. Oh, man. And the first guy I have, actually, we're going to, yeah, no, we'll do that. Tyrod Taylor. Name every team that he's played for, or every team that you can name. Uh, he started at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went to Buffalo. Yeah. And then he went to the Browns. Yeah. Then he went to the Chargers. Yeah. And then he went to the Texans. Good job. Woo! That's the one. That's the one I thought you'd get them all. Okay, so. great. Good job. <laughs> next, you're gonna ask me this faster. Next something. on. Okay, we'll save that one for last because that one's a mouthful. Blaine Gabbert is next. Blaine Gabbert, and he, I think you should be able to get a good decent. I like Blaine Gabbert. You should be good. Uh, this one. He pl- started with the Jaguars. No. Blaine Gabbert started. Oh no, no, yeah, he did. So, uh, so I listed it in the wrong. I just looked. Yeah, he. I came, listed it in the wrong order. I believe bad. he came out of Missouri. Um. I think he was oh. after Chase Daniel. So, uh, yeah, he played for the Jaguars. I know he played for the Rams for a little bit because I can just see his name on the back of a jersey. No. He didn't play for the Rams? Nope. Oh, man. Uh, he played for the 49ers for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, where ended, and, uh, it's where he is right where now. It's where he is right now. Not ended, but that's where. I, I can't tell you where else he played. Cardinals and the Titans. You didn't. I'm surprised you didn't get the Titans. Like I knew that. I don't even remember him playing for remember, either of those teams. He uh, he played a God. Blaine I, don't remember, I don't remember what year it is, but I remember watching him play some football for the. the Titans. Oh, I'm so sorry, Titans. Okay, fans. and then the last one. This the last. He's been around the block. Josh McCown. Josh McCown. God. Okay. Um, we'll start off. He played for the Lions. Played yeah. for the Cardinals. Played for the Raiders. Played for the Bucks. Played for the Jets. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, it's just not even done. I know it's not There's done. Like uh, he played for more. the Bears. Um, he played for the Giants for a bit. No. 
Never played for the Giants. He didn't play for the Giants? Nope. Oh, wow. Gosh, who? Maybe it was Luke that played for the Giants, his brother. Um, I remember thinking Kerry Collins. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Okay, give me give me a second here. This is impressive. There's three more teams. Three more teams. Uh, give me a second. He's never played for them, them, them. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he played for the Bengals for. <laughs> no, nope. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, wrong team, wrong team, wrong team. Browns. Let me think. Let me think. Did he play for the Browns? No, I don't believe he played for the Browns. You already said the Browns. And and he has played for the Browns. Oh, shoot. So good job. You already. Oh, said, I said the Browns. Already already said that. Oh man. Oh god. Uh, I know he played for the Raiders. I already said them though. Uh, Chargers no. Uh, Chiefs no. Broncos no. Uh, do 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 do. Philly. Yeah, he played for Philly. He, he stepped did. in and yeah. played a little bit yeah. for Philly. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you almost didn't get that. Uh, yeah, that would have been a bad one to miss. Uh, never played for the the football team. Uh. Two more teams left. Packers, no. Vikings, no. Bears, yes, already said. Uh, Lions, yes, he played for them. Uh, Cardinals, yes. 49ers, no. Rams, apparently, no, he didn't play for the Rams. Uh, who's the other team I'm missing? Seahawks, no. Panthers, did he play for the Panthers? Did he play for the Panthers? Uh, I want to say he played for the Panthers. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did play for the Panthers. <laughs> Uh, Falcons, no. One more team left. Saints, no. Tampa Bay. You already, you already, already said, said Tampa them. Bay. Yeah. Who am I missing? Lord. It's the team he plays on now. He's on the team now? Yeah. I, g- give it to me. They pick the Texans. He plays for the Texans? Yeah, they picked him up. When? <laughs> when was this? <laughs> earlier on in the season. I, really? I think it was during preseason. That's insane. You yes. know, the fact that I got so many is impressive. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. Good job. That's that's hard. Yeah, Josh McCown's been everywhere. Fun fact, if you want to know a fun fact about Josh McCown, is he actually played receiver for the Lions for one game and caught like four passes for 20-something yards. he's so slow. He was actually a decently athletic he's guy. He's so slow. I don't understand. Oh, one more thing before we sign off today, guys. Who is starting at quarterback tonight for the Cleveland Browns, Dylan? Case Keenum. My boy, uh, Case Keenum. Yeah, we're back on this. Dude. I love Case Keenum. He is so good. He's been good since he played for the Vikings. And he's oh. going to go kill it tonight when he throws to Cordero Hodge and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Let's and go, Broncos, please. David Njoku. Broncos win. Now, I happen to be starting my fantasy defense against him. <laughs> but don't worry about that, Case. You'll do great handing off to uh, Demetric Felton and... Uh, Ernest Johnson. Ernest Johnson. I was waiting for his name to pop up on player profile. I mean, you literally have him starting for you. I do have him starting. Your team's the Waiver Wire Warriors. We so. are. The WWW. Dot Waiver Wire Warriors. The Waiver Wire Warriors. I, and I, but, I think that's all I have yeah, for today. That's all we have. I'm Dylan Selke here with Alex Evans. And <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, just a great episode. <laughs> it was a good episode. And that's all we have for you. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on Friday. Peace out, guys. Uh, okay. I don't like to piece it out. Okay, you can cut it. But I'm cutting. Cutting. That's all for this episode of the Selkie Vision. Thank you guys all for listening. And tune in for more on wrft.org slash 2021-podcasts.